Hi, Mama. I hope you're having an amazing day. We have just gone through six episodes all about restoration theory. This is the theory that I'm obsessed with. I used to use in my therapy practice, and I believe that you can learn some elements even on here that can help you just begin the healing process. Now, just remember, you're going to get out of this what you pour into it. So if you're casually listening to these episodes, I hope it awakens something in you and you find some encouragement and maybe some tools. But if you really want to use this stuff and take it deep, make sure you invest in it. You could, you know, dig into everything I offer for free and, you know, really spend time pouring into it and you could probably get a ton out of it. And then if you want to take it to the next level, invest in some coaching. I know wherever we put our money is where we're going to value. We're going to actually pour into that space. So if you want to really start to use this stuff, make sure you look into the coaching. You can click the show notes for more information. I would love to talk with you. I have free 20-minute discovery calls so you can find out exactly what this journey be like together. I really believe these tools are extremely powerful, but you've also got to do the work. Just listening to a podcast is not going to do it for you. Not discouraging you from stopping and listening because I do hope you find some good in it. But if you want to take it home, if you want to apply it to your life, you got to dig in a little bit deeper. So today I'm going to talk about some strategies to take what we have been talking about and take it a little deeper. Now, you still might need to hire a restoration therapist or grab some coaching, but I do want to share some things that can help you kind of implement this a little bit more. Now, these even can be used apart from restoration theory. These are some almost hacks that you can use to help regulate yourself, body, mind, and spirit. So I'm really excited to share these with you today. Lean in, take notes, and get ready for some things that you can implement to get out of that stuck place, get out of that depression, out of that anxiety, and step closer into that life of freedom that God has for you. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama, so let's jump in. So today we're talking about ways to reinforce the truth. We just talked about our pain cycles and our peace cycles. And part of our peace cycle is the truth. What is the truth about yourself, about your situation? What does God say about it? Not what does the world say about it? Not what does your fear say about it? What is the truth? Now, maybe you have found your three main pain points and you have found the corresponding truths to those. And maybe you've mapped it all out on paper and you are excited about it. And then you go to use it. And when you are thick in the deep of your pain, it is hard to believe those truths. It really is. And I've been doing these four steps for a long time. But when I am 
deep in that pain, when my brain is dysregulated and it's in that fight or flight mode, it is really hard for me to actually believe the truth. I can speak it. And I do believe that that helps me move forward, but to believe it and really own it and to be able to move to that fourth step, which is the the new action I'm choosing, it can be really tricky. And so I just want to give you a few strategies to kind of move through that so that you can kind of get to that fourth step. You can reinforce that belief you have in the truth. And you can even classify all of these as techniques to use when you're dysregulated. So dysregulated means you are not in a healthy functioning space in your brain. You're in that fight or flight mode. And so you can use these with any kind of dysregulation. I've classified them as body, mind, and spirit, because we are all comprised of body, mind, and spirit. And so I've delineated them into each of these categories. They don't all fit perfectly, but it just kind of helps guide our conversation today. So the first we have body. So these ones are really great, practical, tangible things that you can hold in your pocket, a tool you can pull out in any moment that's really going to help you get your brain to even be able to take that third and fourth step of speaking your truth and choosing the new action. So the main tool that I have learned is called bilateral stimulation. And I don't know the depth of the research here. I'm sure if you Google that, you can find all kinds of things. But very basically, it is an activity that engages both sides of your brain. And when you do that, it helps your brain calm down. It helps your brain come back from that fight or flight mode and re-engages that prefrontal cortex. So that all kind of sounds very technical and sciencey, but these these actions that we do under bi bilateral stimulation are actually really simple. So you're going to be able to remember these and implement them at any time. First one. Okay. <laughs> you're going to be surprised how simple this is. Rocking back and forth. <laughs> so literally, if you are standing up, have your feet like shoulder width apart and shift your weight from one foot to the other foot. Back to the other foot, then back again, and just keep doing this, slowly rocking back and forth. This is going to slow down your body, slow down your brain, and that literally can help you calm down. So maybe you try this before you go through your four steps. Maybe you do this in the middle of them if you're in a safe enough place to kind of just look a little funny for a second. You know, maybe with your spouse and you're like, okay, I'm trying to go through these steps, but I'm so stuck on, I'm in my anger and I feel alone and I just can't, I can't possibly believe right now that you're with me, that you're on my team you might not be saying these all out loud, but that might be in your head. Maybe you are saying it all out loud. Just remember, grab one of these tips to do some bilateral stimulation. So rocking back and forth, and you might need to do this as long as like two or three minutes, which doesn't sound like a long time, but it can kind of feel like it, but just keep doing it back and forth. And maybe you notice your pace at first is really rapid and you're back and forth and back and forth. Just notice that and try and slow down your body slowly back forth back forth okay another great one so simple folding a piece of paper so grab a piece of paper this is also great for teenagers or kids 
because they don't even know what's happening. But if you have a kid that is just so dysregulated, they're so out of control and you, you want to get them to a place where you can have a, a conversation because a reminder, when kids are in that place of dysregulation, they are not able to learn. They are just in that survival mode. And so they're not going to be able to learn any lessons in that place. And so if you're trying to get them settled down, a cool trick is to give them a piece of paper and have them fold it in half you know, spend some time creasing the paper, fold it in half and then unfold it and fold it back the other way. Fold it again. Okay. And just keep doing this. There's no wrong way that the idea is that you're engaging both hands into this process of folding and unfolding. And that is going to calm down your brain. All right. Another one, throwing a ball back and forth um, to yourself or to someone else. So you can just throw it um, to yourself, catch it in one hand, throw it catch it in the other hand, back and forth and back and forth. Or you can take it in one hand, throw it to another person. When they throw it back to you, you can, for instance, catch it in your left hand, throw it from your left hand to your right hand, and then throw it with your right hand and then do that same process. So almost like creates like a circle. So you are catching with one hand, throwing with the other hand, essentially that can slowly calm down your brain. And this is a great tip for someone that has a kid that loves balls, <laughs> but is really dysregulated. So you can do this with them and they're just going to think you're playing and that's great. Okay. And then the last specific tip I have for you is grab lotion and put way too much on your hands or if you're trying to help your kid on your kid's hands and just spend, you know, two or three minutes rubbing it in and just keep going. It's going to be way too much, right? And it takes a long time to rub that much lotion in. But that process of moving your hands back and forth and trying to rub that lotion in is going to regulate your brain. This is such a good one for kids as well, as long as they're not freaked out by lotion. <laughs> but they're not going to know what you're doing. You're just giving them some lotion, just giving them a little too much. And in that process of them rubbing it in, their, their brain is going to start to calm down. All of these tips I learned from my professor, Terry Hargrave, the creator of restoration theory. And he is brilliant and amazing. And if you think through this, you can come up with a million more options too. What is going to engage both hemispheres of your brain using both hands? Um, even, you know, sensory things like Play-Doh, uh, kinetic sand, squeezing, things like that as well can help with regulation, stress balls those things actually will calm your brain down. So those are a few tips to keep in your pocket. If you're feeling that you just can't get past steps one and two, um, or even if you're not utilizing restoration theory and you just need some tips to calm yourself or your kid down, these are some great things to keep around. All right, let's move to our second category. This is our mind. So a lot of these kind of also dip into spirit, but we're just going to classify them as mind because we, the Bible talks about we renew our mind. And the main way we can do this is through using the four steps. We talked about how that is going to literally rewire your brain. You're going to create a new neural pathway so your brain knows how to get from that pain point to a healthy coping behavior instead of that destructive coping you're used to. So the four steps are my number one hack, of course, but some other ones. One of the biggest things I love to do is to have a specific verse that's going to reinforce that truth. So we talked about the three sources of truth. One is yourself. Another one is other people. And the third is God or the Bible. 
Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. So the word of God holds power just in its words. And so finding a verse that speaks to this truth that you are trying with all of your might to believe can be so powerful to have that to throw out when you are trying to go through step three and speak your truth. So an example of this in my life, one of my pain points is feeling alone. And one of the ways this can manifest itself is through coping with anxiety. And so sometimes I get anxious. And one of the biggest places where this happens for me is in the middle of the night, especially if like my husband's out of town. Even when he's there sometimes, I just, I just wake up and I think I hear things in the middle of the night. And so the verse that I have found that really speaks directly to me to this fear I have is found in Philippians 4, 6. It says, do not worry about anything. It literally says anything. It says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So this just is the only thing that can silence that fear for me because, you know, I go to all these what ifs. Well, what if someone is, it really is in the house. What if they are taking my kids or, you know, I don't know if your mind starts making up these crazy stories sometimes, but I know my mind sometimes when it's in that place of anxiety, that's where I go. But God says, don't worry about anything. And so this is, this is what I find peace in is that if he tells me not to worry about anything, that means I I don't actually have to worry, even if we're at risk. There's a million things that God can do. If there was really someone in my house, there's a million things that God could do. God could make me hear clearly, like there would be a really big ruckus and I would realize, okay, it's actually the point of needing to call the police. God could make them get scared because they think they hear something and make them run out of my house. God could like um, physically hide my children's doors so that this person wouldn't even know there's doors there. Like this is the God of the universe. There is nothing that is out of limits for this God. And I have heard some crazy stories, like specifically I'm thinking of um, someone that survived a genocide because <laughs> just... God's miraculous power. It's a whole long story. Maybe I can figure out how to how to tell that story or get her on the podcast sometime. But I've just just to reinforce, I have heard crazy things about the capabilities of our God, right? Anything is possible. And so there's a million scenarios that could play out. But what God is saying is, don't worry, just talk to me about it. Ask me and I will act on your behalf. And then also now that I have been through this miscarriage and I talk about it all the time, but the worst possible thing happened and it actually created good in my life. You know, there's still the baby I am sad about that's in heaven, but there's so much good that has come from it. And so even if the worst case scenario happens, God will turn it for good. And I trust him now with everything. And so these are the things that, that I can get to that place of peace with. I tell myself that verse and then I, I I talk to God and I lean into my faith and I ask God if there's anything he wants me to do. Does he want me to get out of my bed and uh, turn on some lights downstairs? Does he want me to go back to sleep? Like, does he want me to spend time in prayer? What does that look like? And he always leads me and I trust his voice and I trust what's going to happen in that situation. So you can see how a lot of this dips into spirit side, 
But I say mind because if you have a verse that you memorize and you speak it each time that that pain point comes up when you get to your truth step, this is going to reinforce. You're going to renew your mind with the truth of God's word. Okay, the second part of mind, uh, I stole this from uh, my pastor, Pastor Megan Robinson. She's She was on one of our episodes, and she wrote a book. Uh, it's a devotional book called Hey Babe, What I Wish I Knew Then, and it's so good. I highly recommend it. So much biblical wisdom in there. I'll drop a link to it in the show notes. But in one of the days, she talks about creating a morning mantra, and this is a mantra that you get to speak every morning full of God's truth about you and something about saying it every morning and repeating it. I mean, that's just going to reinforce these pathways we're trying to form. And I have found so much breakthrough and power in doing this. And so let me share with you mine and you're welcome to steal any of it. Um, but I highly recommend creating your own that really speaks to those pain points, those core feelings that come up and speaking over them what God says about you. So here's some of mine. I am a daughter of the high king, beautifully and wonderfully made in his image. You planned me out before my substance was even formed and you didn't make any mistakes. Today I am choosing faith because you are faithful. You are now doing a new work and I will choose to set my gaze on what is springing forth, letting go of the dead things that I've been holding on to. I will release control to you for you have plans for hope and a future for me. I will use my strength and story to bring healing and hope to others as your spirit works through me. I am the light of the world and I will not hide my light, but I will let it to shine in the darkness all around me. I am ready to serve you, my family, your church, and all of the people around me that need the hope only found in Jesus. I will walk in boldness and take action on the big dreams you have planted inside me, for you are a big God. Let's do this. <laughs> so, it, it's full of a bunch of verses that God has spoken over me throughout time. And I, I just reword them in a way that it just speaks directly to me because those truths are for me. And just speaking that over my life every morning, it just reminds me of God's word. You know, I struggle so much with feeling inadequate, but God says that he created me and he created me perfectly. Not that I'm going to be perfect because I'm human, but that the way that he formed me, the way that he formed my body and my mind and my gift mix, it's perfect. He planned everything out. And so just speaking that over myself really helps me start my day in the right mindset that I know I am enough. So I highly recommend writing one of these and a way to find some verses. I've talked, you know, in these last two ones about finding verses that really speak to those core feelings that you have, which I also sometimes like to refer to as lies because it's a lie that I'm alone. It's a lie that I'm out of control. It's a lie that I'm not good enough. And so I, I sometimes refer them to them as lies to help me feel more power over them. Because sometimes I think we give feelings a little bit too much power. But anyways, one of the ways to find verses about how to, how to speak directly to those lies or feelings is simply to ask Holy Spirit to join you and grab those words and Google verses, for example, verses about feeling alone 
or verses about not being good enough. And as the Google's going to pop up a whole bunch of verses. And as you read over those, ask Holy Spirit just to reveal to you which one is for you. Which one does God want to, to reinforce in your life? And someone described it once as, you know, when Holy Spirit is speaking that to you, when, when you read the verse, it feels like there's like a racehorse rising up inside of you. And so when you get that feeling as you read one of those verses, that is the Holy Spirit leaning in and saying, this is a promise that God specifically wants you to hold on to and lean into. And so I have found so many life verses just by doing this. It's so simple, but the Holy Spirit can use these moments. Use Google. <laughs> Okay, and then the third part of renewing our minds is honestly going into therapy. So there's a couple techniques that restoration therapy has. Um, one is called reparenting. One is called split screen. And these kind of just really go in and reinforce these truths in you. Um, the reparenting one very generally what happens is you go back and you speak to yourself as a kid and speak that truth over yourself, what you needed. And then you go through this series of doing that until you can speak directly to yourself, like as if you were speaking in the mirror to yourself and speak that truth into you. And it's um, an experiential exercise. So there's, you know, a lot of, a lot of digging deeper and emotion that if it's done right, you're going to experience. And so if you're really struggling with this, go see a restoration therapist. I'll link them again in the show notes and you can dive deeper. This is something I can help you with in coaching as well. We're just not going to be able to go as deep. So especially if there's a lot of trauma, you're going to want to see a therapist for for this step specifically. And, and briefly, too, the, the split screen technique, the idea, it's, it's a longer uh, process, but the idea is to find a scenario from your life, something that you have lived that really reinforces that truth. So, you know, I can think of a memory of feeling alone and, you know, being in my bedroom and just feeling like no one was there for me. But then I can also think of a memory of feeling so surrounded by love. And I can think of, you know, being at uh, one of my, my 16th birthday party. My parents threw me a surprise birthday and it was so amazing. And, you know, just that memory of everyone being there to celebrate me. I just felt so loved. And so, you know, there's there's these counter experiences we have, even though these these lies and these feelings have been reinforced in all of these different ways. And we can come up with a million examples from our life. There's also going to be the opposite true in our life. So looking for those scenarios and really like clinging to those and having these exceptions. So exception to the rule, the rule might be that you were alone or you felt alone, but the exception to that rule is that you were not actually, you're surrounded by people that loved you. All right. And then our last category, even though we've kind of touched on it a little bit, is spirit. So this is really stuff that's going to focus on healing your spirit. So the first one I have is um, doing some inner healing work. And if you don't know what this is, you know, there's a lot of definitions out there. And there's people that that exclusively do this almost like a therapist, but they're they're going into your spirit. And they're essentially using your the imagination that God has given you and the Holy Spirit to have you do some inner healing work. So for example, it's it's not as weird as it sounds. Example, 
you might join with this person and and pray together. Okay, God, please reveal what areas of my life need to be healed or what memories need to be healed. And then, you know, you might close your eyes and wait for the Holy Spirit to show up and he might give you some words or he might give you a picture or a date or, you know, it could be anything. And so then you have this new information and then you kind of keep going through step by step. Um, everyone does it a little bit different, but then, you know, the next question they might ask is, um, okay, let's ask God like what he wants you to do with this. And so maybe God would um, give you a picture of, you know, you carrying this to the foot of the cross and and setting it down and letting it out of your hands. Um, you know, or it could be taking action. It could be having a conversation of forgiveness with someone. You know, there's there's a million things that God could lead you to do. But it's essentially that, just asking God these questions of how he wants to guide you to healing. And if you do hire me to coach, I do use some of this. I'm not like a, a certified inner healing specialist. I don't know exactly what the qualifications are out there, or what that looks like, if there are specific ones. But I am going to generally just use the voice of the Holy Spirit to guide our conversation because Holy Spirit can speak so much to things that we don't know are there or can show us the way to walk when we feel stuck. And so this is just a really crucial element. And you can do this on your own too. You don't need someone else there with you. Just sit down in a quiet space, invite the Holy Spirit in, pray over that space, and just begin asking God questions like, God, what, what, areas do I need to heal? What memories do I need to heal? And just like I had just guided you in, ask God those questions and see where he takes you with that. Okay. And then the last tip I have for you to really reinforce these truths is to take authority in prayer. So I, I don't know if you know, but when we pray to God, we don't have to pray like, oh, God, please help me because I'm struggling. And, oh, will you please do this? And, you know, kind of like we're these little children just begging for a breadcrumb. Um, God is a good father and we get to come to him in in authority and um, he because he is in us. He gives us authority. And so, you know, just really praying in that authority. One of the things I pray a lot is I bind fear in the name of Jesus and I rebuke anxiety. I command any spirits that are not of Jesus to leave right now in the name of Jesus. And I just pray your protection over us, God, that your angel armies would come and surround us. Um, just even using scripture to pray back to God, that's one of the things he loves the most. We just talked about how the scripture is sharper than any two-edged sword. And so using that in our prayer life, that is so powerful. And get, so getting to Come boldly into God's throne room. That's what he loves. And so just really taking authority over what's happening. You, as a child of God, as a follower of Jesus, you have freedom from all of these things, from anxiety, from depression, from sickness. God says by his stripes, we are healed. He died on the cross so that we don't have to be in this anymore. Now, it doesn't always mean that God's going to heal it in that moment, but taking into prayer, believing that God's going to do something with that, believing in that authority, pleading the blood of Jesus over you. That's something you want to be doing every day because remember, God is the source of healing. So whether you get healing from that moment or from therapy, God is the one that's that's bringing in that healing. And so praying these things over yourself is crucial because if you want to find that healing, it's going to have to come from God. And so there is power in prayer. So push into that. And, you know, I even have a specific story. 
I talk all the time about how sometimes God heals in a moment and sometimes God heals over time. But I know with my son, I struggled with a ton of postpartum anxiety and we're going to be leaning more into the conversations about anxiety and depression in the coming weeks. But after my son was born, I had so much fear that he just would suddenly die. And I could not sleep. I would, I would wake up again and again. And I had all of these moments of sleep paralysis where my mind would wake up, but my body still couldn't move. And it felt very spiritual. And I, I, I could not sleep for the first weeks. And so this just kept getting worse and worse. And I went to a women's conference uh, through our church. And they asked if anyone needed prayer at the end. And I went up and someone prayed for me and just, you know, prayed in power and believed that this anxiety would be gone. And guess what? (laughs) I got home and I could sleep. And it's just, there's no other explanation. Now, I still struggled off and on with some of that fear still. And, you know, God really healed that a lot after my miscarriage. But I was able to sleep so much better after that. And so there is so much power in prayer. And it it can come when you join with someone else in prayer, which is great. So, you know, call a friend. It doesn't have to be a pastor. We have just as much authority that we can come into the throne room with God than than a pastor can. So it doesn't have to be with a pastor. But, you know, bring someone in that, that has that faith, that you can join with faith in. Or you can do it just you and God. God always is going to hear you. So just make sure you are pressing in in prayer. Now, I mentioned we're going to talk about anxiety and depression a little bit more. And I do want to talk about that because I know sometimes in the church, there can be a lot of shame around anxiety and depression, um, around any kind of mental health issues. There's a belief that if, if they're there, it means you don't have enough faith. And I do not prescribe to that. I... I believe that you are body, mind, and spirit. And so sometimes there can be um, an imbalance in your mind. And we're going to talk more about that later. I just don't want to, to leave you thinking that if you are struggling with this, it's because you're lacking faith. So I hope that was helpful, that you have some tips and tools so that you can press into this truth, that you can flesh it out. You can begin to believe it a little bit more each day. And I hope that you just press in with this stuff and really take it to heart. That is how this change is going to come. And I'm believing for miracles in your life, sister. I I can't wait to hear all the stories about what God is going to do. Please pop into the Facebook group and share that. I would love to hear it. Send me a message. I want to hear how God is speaking to you. Hope you have an amazing day, Mama. I love you. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.